Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Through the Defense. I'm still, I have Rodri, I have Steve. Rodri, I love the hat. You like that. Is it cold in there? No, just bandits all over the gaff, so. Ah, uh, yeah, put it back on. How you doing? You good? Yeah, I'm good, yeah. Seeing as we've had a really bad weekend, Wales lost, uh, the boxer lost. Uh, even though the amount of crap he was t- talking up to it. Um, so. But yeah, it's been all right. Which, which Started Friday, didn't it? United, you know, it's just, yeah. So it didn't get great. Hasn't been a great weekend, but we move on. Which, which boxer lost? I don't, I haven't followed that sport for a long time. You banked for on the weekend with some, um, I can't remember, somewhat Williams. Okay. Uh, in Cardiff, and uh, but he was talking about he was gonna, talking about he was going to kill him. He was going to do this. He was going to do that. Yeah. And you got back. He didn't do any. Steve, you good, mate? I'm, yeah. Good evening, Stell. I'm good. Are you? Yeah. Can, can you guys hear me all right? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I wasn't sure. I've got these these AirPods, these dodgy AirPods, not the legit ones. I'm not going to spend 120 quid on fucking AirPods. And uh, I just wanted to know if it was right. Because I can hear you guys, but I don't know if you can hear me. So I'm glad this is working absolutely fine. Lovely, lovely. All right, boys, where shall we start? Shall we start with the FA Cup or shall we talk about Mason Greenwood, though? Is that against the law to talk about Mason Greenwood? Because apparently in the UK, media companies aren't allowed to discuss the situation in case it uh, affects the case or some stuff like that. Does anyone know about this law? I've heard it in other in other uh, situations, but so I can believe that to be true. Yeah. Okay, so without talking about the situation, when you guys first heard about it, what were your initial reactions? Um, I thought there was an undercurrent a long time ago that there was rumours of this type of behaviour. Uh, I don't know if that's social media. Uh, obviously, you had the uh, England incident. Um, with Phil Foden, but Phil Foden and him missed the next um, squad. But then Phil Foden was back in immediately and, and back in to start the, the Euros. And Mason Greenwood hasn't been picked for England since. Um, I, I always thought there was an undercurrent uh, of his behaviour and I didn't know whether it had just gone away, had been squashed. Um, all this has come to the fore now, but uh, certainly he has been exposed um However, it's got out onto the onto the internet and into the world. He's now been exposed for, you know, some poor behaviour and some poor, or, or at least some poor choices. It seems. Rod, what's your take on? Well, sure, no, actually, no. Don't answer that question. What did you feel initially when you heard the rumours or the accusations? Should I say? Because that's what they are at the moment. Okay, while we've seen and heard evidence we don't know the full story so again we're not saying that he's guilty or innocent right so yeah excuse me yeah it doesn't look good it doesn't doesn't look good doesn't sound good and uh in all aspects when it happened all his teammates jumping ship not great at all not knowing the facts, not knowing everything, they're quick to jump ship. That tells them what they think about him or how close the relationships with him. 
Um, by all accounts, it was a number of them, number of them who unfollowed him. So, you know, they yeah, it's just it's not good and all round. So it's a, it's not like a, it's a scrub of a player as well. It's you know, it's it's a top top player with with unbelievable potential, but you can't be acting that way. You can't be talking that way. You know, we've all we've all got daughters. I'm pretty sure if 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 I heard someone talk to my daughter like that, he'd be getting a slap. He wouldn't be getting any no statement. He'd be getting something. But yeah, it's um, yeah, it's not good. I would, you know, you know, he's growing growing up with with children and and with a daughter. Would you know? You'd like to think that your daughter won't put up with that type of crap. So. You know, you've got to look at, at that aspect as well. Uh, it, like we say, we don't know even the facts. It could be something that we don't know of. So, but it doesn't look good. Now, let's say, hypothetically speaking, hypothetically speaking again, he's found guilty. What does that do for his career? And the reason why I ask this is because there's been a player who was done for, again, I think rape. Was it Chad Evans that got done for rape? Uh, well, he was, he was proven not guilty in the end. It's proven not guilty. Okay, well, there you go. So that's my mistake there. Um, so he, if he does get found guilty, what happens to him? Is that it, football-wise? I, I, don't, I don't know the law, and it's such a, uh, a rare case in, 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 in society. It's certainly unsavoury. Um but initially, you know, two huge organisations, Manchester United, have suspended him altogether from training and games. Their club shop have said to all the supporters, if you want to bring his shirt back, you can have it replaced for a different one with a different player's name. And obviously, Nike have initially suspended the contract and then have expelled him from it today. So these are huge organ organisations that are standing against it. Um, and I just think now the way the way you know the world is now and, and wants to be a better place, I think he'd find it de very difficult to recover from this from a sporting aspect. Still, and, no, and by I the way, agree. by the way, I should obviously say at this point there is somebody's daughter, and there is the young girl itself that you know who should really be at the forefront of the concern. But obviously, this is a football show, uh, so we're talking about him first. But I wouldn't ever want to. Uh, replace the distress that the, the girl and the family's gone to at the at the head of the distress that's coming for him at the, at his football career, at the expense of his football career. Yeah, absolutely. And again, as I said, what we're talking about is nothing. We're not suggesting that he's guilty. We're not suggesting that he's innocent. You know, th this is something that we're discussing as parents ourselves. And um, you know, it's it, it's a very uncomfortable one. It's a very uncomfortable situation. Um, not because you know we, we we don't want to break the law, you know, pervert the cause of justice, as they say, or whatever it is. But I just think um, for a player that young to be accused of something like that, and the ev the evidence or whatever's come out is is astounding. It really is. It really is. I, again, when I first saw what happened. The first thing I thought was, well, we knew he had some issues in the past, because as you mentioned before, Steve, with England and the uh, 
laughing gas and whatever it was with Jack Grealish. Uh, not Jack Grealish. Sorry, sorry, sorry to interrupt, though. What, wasn't there a case where all of a sudden over a weekend there was rumours of a, of a top-flight footballer that was arrested and all the rumours that were, were, it was Mason Greenwood, but nothing ever came out about it. I, I'm not solid on that information, but I'm going to go back over 12 months. Is that not right? Do you know what? I, I think you are right. I think you are right. I distinctly remember a story. Everybody speculated it was him, but 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 it was never proven. And he was back on the field for United about a game or two later, and and it and it just went missing, to my yeah. knowledge. Yeah, we, we, you know, as I was saying about you know you, we're not technically allowed to talk about the the situation for for legal purposes. When you hear stories about Middlesbrough fans singing songs about him before the game and Leeds United fans, certain fans, might I add, not all of them, uh, creating stickers with, you know, she said no Greenwood. I mean, does that not have the same legal ramifications? Go on, Rod. Say that again. Well, apparently there were Middlesbrough fans singing Mason Greenwood songs before the game. Yeah, it's, it's so difficult when there's... A, when there's... You know, uh, thousands. You know, especially an FA Cup game. There's probably not not a couple of thousand. We're talking eight, nine thousand. So it's difficult for for police or anyone to to single one out when there's thousands of them singing it or, or doing this thing. And it's you know, it's just the way society's gone at the minute. Well, what, about the, what about the Leeds United? What about mm. there's a there's a certain section of Leeds United fans who were selling or not selling but giving away stickers with she said no Greenwood, you know, and that it's was passed all over Facebook. People people have got a lot of time on their hands these days. Mm. There's a lot of things out there that you can that can do quite easily like that, and yeah, you just get busy fans that are, that are going to do that. So you know, the only thing it is don't do things like that. So it's, it's just like it's just, you can't. What we hear, what I heard, you can't talk that way or be that way uh, anymore. You just can't. Not in today's mm. society. You just can't. Videos and I was thinking. I was driving in before. And I was thinking twenty years ago, if there was cameras about, I, I, there'd be a, there'd be a, a YouTube video. Of me being strip searched outside a bar to my boxer shorts in front of hundreds of people, and that would be out there now on YouTube because that's what the police was that the, did. Was they, that the fake they pulled story? me out? They, no, they pulled no, this was something totally different. They pulled me out of a bar and uh, strip searched me to my boxer shorts in the you know, summer night, it was like nine o'clock, summer August night, and stripped me to my boxer shorts. And I later found out that they was surveilling me for like 10 to 14 days. God knows what for. But yeah, they strip searched me and that would have been all out on YouTube. So I'm so glad that it's so easy now for the cameras and and, and, and listening devices to go undetected. So there's loads of stuff now. There's plugins. There's all kinds of stuff that you can do. So, And there's people, that there's hackers and, and all kinds of different kind of people about. So... You've just got to be careful. And even the pictures and all the videos, you, you go on. If someone went on my videos, I, I people getting all kinds of stuff on there, but not from what I've dug up, but people, you know, in WhatsApp groups, people send you all kinds of stuff. 
So, but yeah, it's just um, it's just not good. But like I say, it's not good with his teammates. It's not, not not one of them has come out, and then you've got Rashford the next day with posing with his bird. I've never seen that before. Never, never. I mean that uh, that is literally throwing your teammate under the bus, isn't it? You know yeah. that that's yeah. just like being judged during executioner. It's like saying I want to get as far away as possible as from you, and nothing like that is what is my you know. It's just all oh, it, it screams to me fake. Just you yeah, know. I was about to, I was about to ask if you thought that's more like a PR stunt than anything. Well, you know you don't you don't know, do you? But timing on of it, come on. Mm-hmm. You've never seen yeah. him do be public like that, and then the day after, or the couple of days after, his teammate. You know, it's just yeah, it's poor taste, mm. and it just shows the lack. This shows the the personality of all the the people in there. Because you even you know, though you even though Gary Neville and all them lot have got the traits, they wouldn't stick each other in the back. They'd be sticking right together. I wonder if this new head of media that Ralph Ragnick has appointed is to help him or to help everybody at the club because there's so many breakdowns via social media now at Manchester United. Yeah, yeah, they are the biggest club in the world. Um, But all the players now having conversations with the manager about selection and being available and Martial at the Villa game, Lingard at weekend, all all this what Rodri's saying there about Rashford, it's not making the club look good. And to the point, we're talking about it now. But now they've just appointed uh, Ragnick's chosen somebody to help him out on the media front. So it shows you that things aren't right on the pitch and off. You could go through it. You've got, you've got, you've got a technical director joining in training. Mm. You've, got, you've got players coming out saying, the manager said this. No, I haven't I've said that. Not once, but twice. You've got... Um, You've got the captain Harry Maguire not performing. You've got the Ronaldo saga. You've got hundred. You've got hundred and fifty corners not scored a goal. And you, and you've, 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 you've applied someone from Loughborough, or whatever. And he, you know, what's he getting? What's he doing? So, yeah, there's so many things. You could be, it could be here all day. The, the fan base of these fan cams and these clowns. You know, I don't know how many times this week I've watched that dickhead Mark Oldbridge. With that goal Did, didn't he? Didn't he? It's that ball. It's that ball. Yeah, and then but... he's going. It's that ball. Oh, it's so funny, but it's just like. But yeah, that's a problem. So you've got you've got multiple problems. You've got um, the the old legends always having a dig, always having a, you know, in my day, blah blah blah. So that's not helping. It's, there's so many of them. And so. And not one of them is capable of, of taking the job and, and, and bringing them into where they should be. So, because they've not put the work in or something else has happened. So, yeah, it's it's a shambles at the minute. From 10 years ago, if you look at it, from winning the league to now and not winning the league and not winning, you know, a major trophy. I'm not going to call Europa Europa League a major trophy. It's, it's just not Champions League, FA Cup. Uh, Premier League. I'm bald it. Yeah, I'm bald it. Yeah. yeah. This is what I wanted to ask you because Goldbridge, you mentioned him. He said something about the celebration from Crooks. I think, I I don't know exactly what Goldbridge says because I saw it all over social media, but I haven't seen the clip itself. So I don't know what he said, but apparently he was criticizing the celebration, but it was, it was for, 
Was it for Jordan no, Sittle, no, no, wasn't it? Yeah, he was just he was just put just why are you poking up your prat? It's offside, that's all he said. He said, Why yeah. are you poking to the it's gonna be offside, you prat? Basically, that's yeah, what he said. And I think I think Crooks came out with a tweet saying, you know, if you knew the real reason or something along those lines. Um, I need to find it because again, I'm 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 just uh yeah. But people were saying, you know, he's, he's celebrating because his mate died, and he's celebrating, pointing to the sky, and and uh, I think he was basically saying it more enough because it's going to be offside. It's going to be ruled off. So why are you celebrating? But what you're going to do? Not celebrate it, then it's ruled in, and then you've not celebrated. So yeah, you're going to score a goal at Old Trafford in front of your fans in an FA Cup game. Ex-player Rodri Duncan, what more and Crooksy got well, released as 15-year-olds on the same evening and have come back and set one up for each other for the other one to score. Um, Crooks is part of the Jordan Sinnott Foundation. I was the coach of the pair of them at Huddersfield. And every time that uh, Matt Crooks, Danny Ward or Dwayne Holmes score a goal, two of those lads for Huddersfield, they've gone back to Huddersfield and Crooks for Middlesbrough, they 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 remember and recognise Jordan Sinnott. And uh, like Ian Wright mentioned in the commentary, it's just a timely reminder of a footballer that tragically lost his life and it just happens to be his best friend. So I don't know what's going on with this commentary nonsense, but I can guarantee he does that every time he scores. Yeah, mm. we, can, we, can glaze, we can glaze over as well the, the Watmore handball and, and the referee being an Altrincham fan. So there might be a little <laughs> bit of connection there, but we'll glaze there's, over that. There's so many things going wrong. This is it. I mean, I titled this episode Fuck Up in the FA Cup because... No, no matter how many times I see the goal, I, I still don't understand this new rule because that's a handball, surely. Luke Shaw yeah. did the exact same thing about four months ago and it was a penalty. About four months ago, did the exact same thing. The ball's hit him. It's not meant it, but it's the exact same thing. But it was a penalty. It was a penalty. So... Yeah, I've seen can, a picture of it. Can I ask you a question just while you're on about the problems, though? Where's the pressure on the ball for the diagonal ball that went into the box? Where is the marking of Watmore? And where is the marking of Crooks? Three Middlesbrough championship players, good players, but you've got a flighted ball under no pressure. You've got a control, then a handball under no pressure. And then Crooksy slides in under no pressure. Where is the marking? Nobody's talking about it. They're all talking about the handball. And rightly so, it's big. But where is the marking? And it wasn't just once. It was... They were, you could see they're targeting Maguire. People are targeting Even championship sides are targeting him. So, yeah, Varane's not been world-beater since he's been here. Dalot, hmm. Hmm. You know... Sure. The fact that he's keeping out a fifty million pound right back says enough, though, doesn't it? Yeah, but we know why. He crosses the ball like he's got flippers on. He can't cross it. <laughs> he can't, can't cross it. Dollot, Dollot's a lot better going forward. Not great, but better. And but he can't defend. And and his positional sense is all over the show, like we've seen for the goal. Like where's the right back? Where's he yeah. Where was he? Halfway line. <laughs> yeah. So. And it wasn't like it's a quick, quick, you know, he's got a chance to get back. Starting position, why are you that far forward if the ball, you know, all them kind of stuff. But it's all like the simple stuff that he's thinking, what's going on here? 
Why what is he this out was worse. Why, why are we so why are we so open? It's like one ball. Boom. Yeah, and, and sorry to keep talking about the game, but they were saying at the end that the game was like basketball. But why is it like basketball at Old Trafford against Middlesbrough? How are they being allowed to defend their own box and run into the United game? Where is the? Where are the midfield players? Where are the blockers? Where are the tactical fouls? Where are the? the where's the shape of the team? Because it shouldn't be basketball against Middlesbrough at Old Trafford. No, we've got a massive problem here in the in the middle of the park. Did you watch that game yesterday against Leicester City? Mm. Yeah. Why is get what's what's Garner doing? Well, he'd certainly, he'd certainly help you with the corners. <laughs> oh, just, just like, oh. Because and, sure, and he, Steve's having a field day with a set pieces, man. <laughs> well, everybody else is. I've just been sitting pretty on it. I've been counting them from 1 to 150. Don't worry about that. But even, even <laughs> it's come a, a rolling joke in the commentators now. Oh, is it? What is it now? 1 2 3 or 1 2 4? <laughs> no, even Dixon's chirping up and having a little laugh I, about I, it. I saw a good one today. The last time United scored from a, car, a corner, Igalo was playing. Oh, Jesus. Oof. <laughs> Tell me something. What miss was worse, Ronaldo's penalty or or uh, Fernandez's? Fernandez. Yeah, Ronaldo. Why is Ronaldo, he trying to Ronaldo just it? just dragged it, and and then you see the second one. This is not happening again. Bang! Right now, so he's just dragged it. Maybe because the he, he, the is the, the the keeper's going that way, so he's thinking he's going to have to get it right in the corner, and he's just dragged it because mm. like the keeper's gone that way as well. But he's probably got him. Half an hand, he's felt the keeper go that way, so he's feel he's got a clip right in the corner. He's just dragged it. I thought it was a wayward comment from Ragnick. He said, and also Fernandez's miss was like a penalty, also like a penalty miss. Well, it was worse because it was an empty net. There was no the other goalie stood on the line bouncing around for penalties. Fernandez had to roll it into a full open net at the Stretford end. He could have rolled Why it into he the, he could have rolled it into the other side, or he could just hold on a, a split second and just go to the other side because the keeper's sprinting over. It's just a little bit composure, and, it, and he's that's a bad. That's one, what I'm saying. Why is he putting his foot for it? If he'd have took to? that shot, if he'd have took that shot like the way, if he'd have took his penalty, if he'd have took it exactly the same way he took his penalty, he'd have, he'd have just trickled it into the net. Mm. He yeah, went with was... the, he went with the wrong club face altogether. Because let's have it right. We we no. Second, first half, we we batted them. We played pretty well, pretty well. But you know, you know, a lot of cliches. If you don't score and you keep missing them chances and you keep giving teams an out with the one nil, you know, it's one nil. It's still still game on. Mm-hmm. And Middlesbrough were honest, hard working, well organised, uh, and they got what they deserved in the end. Yeah, that's right. And the penalties, perfect penalties, right. It's unbelievable. Absolutely. It's not easy scoring that. Stratford ending a penalty, you know, Dan. It's not easy. No, no, not at all. I know someone missed a penalty against Southampton back in the day in the Stratford end. Tim Flowers made the same. I remember. That's what happens when you walk to the spot doing kick-ups. Yeah. Don't do kick-ups. Concentrate. To be honest, I missed, you know... He never missed enough. Never, he never missed the one after that though. And I was the same. I remember missing one in a in the cup final for Salford against National United. And yeah, I never missed another one. I haven't missed another one. In he scored in the Champions League, didn't he? Against Chelsea, in the final yeah. in Moscow. Yeah, Good penalty. Last one. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, but it's just experience. So that's why it's good for Anselango. It's good, you know, experience. You you know, you've missed one. Now you had a taste of it. Now you know what it's like. Maybe mm. you you'll concentrate and you'll have a bit of composure and you'll you know you won't make the same that mistake twice. It's all a learning process for him. So would you so, would you not make of Ronaldo? Still with the uh, Europe Europa Cup final mm. and this, no Manchester United goalkeeper has saved a penalty in a shootout yet. Right. In 151 years, Manchester United have never won a penalty shootout in the FA Cup. Yeah, in the FA Cup. Yeah, in the FA Cup. 151 years. But how many shootouts? They've only had three, like. There was Southampton in '91. There was Arsenal in the Cup final. This one. Yeah, they've only had three. Three, yeah. Yeah. In the FA Cup, because they've won, yeah. yeah, they've won in the Champions League, they've won in the Charity Shield v Chelsea. Yeah, it's only in the FA Cup, 151 years. Beat Arsenal in the Charity Shield as well when a uh, seaman had his penalty saved. Yeah, there you go, there you go. Memory lane. One more thing before we move on. What do you make of um, Ronaldo going straight up to Langa at full time? I think Ronaldo was saying to him, "I missed the penalty as well, mate. So don't don't beat yourself up." Um, he's such a toxic person. He's so toxic. It's the right. It's the right thing to do on a human basis. He also knows the whole... He's not daft. He also knows the whole world is watching for mm. a reaction. And he's had a little bit of question marks about his uh, influence in, as a person, a human being, in the last six weeks at Manchester United. I would imagine it's a full mixture of both, uh, of genuine and this is the right thing to do for the boy. This is also the right thing to do for the cameras. Yeah, that probably got him over the deal for 400 million today. So it ends up being the right thing to do. All right, boys, what about Liverpool and, and Cardiff? Two big incidents at 0 0. A possible penalty for Cardiff in the first half, and then Kelleher staying on the pitch when many believe he probably should have seen red. And you know what? When you see that again in real time, he <laughs> fucking almost smashed him out of the stadium, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Yeah, he was very fortunate, wasn't he? What do you reckon? Penalty, first of all? Uh, oh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm more, I'm more, I'm, I'm more stronger on my opinion about the goalkeeper. Yeah. Mm. Well, you reckon he, he played for the penalty, got his body in front of the defender, knowing that he was going to go for the ball? I wasn't convinced. No. What about you, he, you know, The worst thing is, he's goal side and he's stepped away from the goal to step across him. So, yeah. It, um, it would have been soft if it was given. Mm. So yeah, good decision. The keeper though, should he have stayed on the pitch? Ooh, not sure. <laughs> well, I've just said I'd be strong now. Should no, no, he shouldn't. Yeah, it, it, was, um, it was. It looked nasty, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, some, some, you know, some. Sometimes the looks on your side. Sometimes it isn't. That's one of them. I think different, different referee has a different decision. Mm. Well, it didn't, it didn't go to VAR as well. Or didn't they review it? I can't remember. Yeah, well, you know, we've got, we've got. The only thing we've got with referees is they're consistently bad. Consistently bad. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, true, true. But they did the job, Liverpool, didn't they? And that Luis Diaz is that his name? Forget his name. Colombian lad. He had a debut to remember, didn't he? Assist. Jota scored a header. Yeah, five foot nothing. Brilliant. um, Need to get need to get Salah back in me side now. Now he's now he's been Uh, had his break. Yeah. Yeah, who'd, who'd you watch get that? out though, Kane or, or Super Kev? Big decision. 
Did you watch the uh, African Cup of Nations final? Did you watch it? I'm sorry, lads. No. No. I, well, I watched the highlights. Shootout? I watched highlights. No. See the shootout. Well, the <laughs> the uh, the Egyptian goalkeeper apparently he um he left his water bottle behind after the game and sellotaped on the bottle was where the penalties were going to be struck. And I'm thinking, well, at least he paid attention. Okay, fair enough. He didn't didn't he saved one, I think. But at least he paid attention, not like De Gea, who decided to go completely against what the... Uh... <laughs> well, it's a bit what stupid, the, isn't uh... it? It's a bit stupid, isn't it? And your best. I don't never understand it. Why would you have your best penalty taken last? Why? Well, this is it. Is it for the prestige? Is it because he might have well, taken the last it one? Obviously, is and they don't think of it, don't think it through, do they? They obviously don't think it through po- properly and think, wait a minute, what if they miss one or two and they won't get one? So, so yeah, you'd have to take definitely first or fourth. So, if Egypt won Afcon, do you think Salah would be in contention for Ballon d'Or? Because that's what a lot of people were saying. And Messi yeah. won Ballon d'Or because they got the Copa America. Yeah, yeah. He must have been close. So, yeah. Well, you, you say that, but you know, if you look at it in in context, Egypt's got through three times on penalties, so they haven't. Mm. They haven't. Uh, That's a great, great blew, point. Great point. They haven't blew the, the the tournament away by winning. They've been winning by going to penalties and you no know, nil nils or one ones or not not great games. So. And didn't a Cameroon he didn't have a player, though, did he? A Cameroon a player got eight goals and didn't get a player with the tournament because because his team didn't win the cup, but yeah, one exactly. player got eight goals. I think in the end Senegal were the better better team and and the better team won it in the end. Do you, do you know what though? As much as okay, we people can laugh and joke about Afcon and there have been some comedic moments. You know, the was it the left back that had to play in goal because they didn't have a goalkeeper? He was decent though, him. he used to put some good saves off. He was brilliant, yeah. especially when he put his hands behind his back. He was great. <laughs> <laughs> but there was one tweet I saw that a player was named man of the match even before kickoff. <laughs> no, but... oh, <laughs> Just like little things like that. And when, when the guy came on, was it the little buggy came on for, to take the player off and he ran, drove into the player. <laughs> that was getting treatment. No, no, he, he's, he's blowing the whistle at 88 minutes. No time's oh, yeah. over. Absolutely brilliant. But I think for me, the biggest now the thing is, it could be a cultural thing, so I really shouldn't poke fun at it. But before the trophy was raised, they took it, it was what's his name, the, the head of FIFA, what's his name, Infantino. He grabbed the trophy, got Koulibaly, and they went up the fucking steps to give the trophy to the president of Cameroon, only for him to give the trophy back to Koulibaly to go down the steps and then raise it again. I don't know if that's a cultural thing or respect thing or whatever. But when I saw that, I was like, this is weird. Cameroon, like, were Cameroon last winners? Uh, no, they were the hosts. All oh, right, okay. All right. I think Algeria won it last, if I'm not mistaken. I think. I think Algeria won it last. But that was, yeah, that was, um, yeah, bizarre. But then again, I, I watched Cypriot football and I can't really talk, in all fairness, given some of the shit I've seen this season. Shut up! Shut up, please. So, um, yeah, we've done, we've done, we've done, briefly done AFCON. But yeah, so in, in terms of Mane versus Salah, I think that was the big selling point, wasn't it, of, of the game, those two Liverpool players. Now they're, they're going to come back. I don't know how much of a break they're going to have. 
I'd, I'd assume that they're probably fitter than the current Liverpool players because they played more games in the last three four weeks. Yeah, it's just the, it's just the probably the, the travelling, you know, just a few days relax and then back at it. Fair enough. So now we're going to go back to the FA Cup and, and City, Steve. Yeah. You guys are drawn against Peterborough in the next round. Um, you battered Fulham, absolutely dismantled them. Um, was it as easy as the scoreline suggests? No, no, I didn't go to the game, but uh, my father did. And uh, he said Fulham are, you know, we all believe, I think, are a premiership team in waiting. They're, uh, again, they're, they're a good team. They took the lead. They played the part. They played the football. Um, I'm not sure City had it all their own way, Stel. Um, another, you know, Mares um, coming back into the fold, getting a couple of goals. Yeah, they they, they got the job done. And um, not being complacent here, you know, just going a goal behind should just keep City grounded, knowing that, um, you know, A, they can come back from these games, uh, from these little things that happen in games, but B, um, they've also got to be guarding against complacency because there's some big games coming up and they've got to start games better than they did at weekend. So I don't think they had it all the wrong way. And Peterborough in the next round, I think they're 22nd or 23rd in in the Championship. No, it's a cliche, but it's FA Cup, so you're away at... Um, where, what's their stadium called? London Road, isn't it? Called? London Road, yeah. London Road? I remember. Oh, Vicarage. Oh, yeah. Vicarage Road is... No, that's yeah. Watford, Vicarage. isn't it? It's Watford, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know what, what Peterborough Stadium is called. It it's the posh, isn't it? That's what I'm asking. I don't know. London Road, isn't it? Road, isn't it? London Road. Yeah, London Road. Sorry, yeah. I thought you said yeah. about someone else. That's London Road. Yeah. But I, I saw... I saw a, I'm going to use this term. I saw a city He should know. Fan. He's been there. I've never been there. Gone there, mate. Yeah, exactly. I've never been there. It's, it's near London, though, isn't it? A bit to the yeah, Le- towards Norwich, Leicester, I think, um, Leicester near Lincoln. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. near Lincoln. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I saw I saw a City fan on on Twitter a video. So again, it's probably one of those fan cam guys. He goes, "Oh, Peterborough. Where's Peterborough? But like, who are Peterborough?" And then he's googling them. He goes, "Oh, they're they're, they're down at the bottom of the table. They must yeah, be." Yeah, I'm saying, I've seen that, mate. I'm not trying to be funny, no disrespect, but City were in the same division, you know, not too long ago. So to be shitting on teams like that. No, but Peterborough, right. one of them sides that, that you, you, Peterborough, but, you know, they've been a championship side. Yes, they've been down near the bottom and, and up and down. But, yes, yeah, you know, City are, is it at London Road as well. Or is it at City? It's at Peterborough. No, it's, yeah, it's Peterborough, yeah. So it's a little bit of a leveler if the pitch will be minging. Um, they'll probably shorten the pitch, so it won't be easy. No, you can't no. short. You can't do that. You're not allowed to shorten the pitch. Wink, wink. You know <laughs> what I mean. Shortens the pitch to the smallest that they can the shorten it to. No, you can't. You're not allowed. You, but, you, oh, they keep. They've got to keep it from one, two, one, start. To... Yeah, that's right. Is that yeah. a new rule? That yeah. So where you're going, they can they can keep the grass long and slow city down, but they can't yes. do anything. With, they can't do anything with the dynamics. Yeah, well, there you go. Then they probably with the grass. They'll probably leave the grass long, like rugby grass. So, yeah, maybe. Yeah, so it won't be easy, but you know, you still expect City to win. City. Darren lost... Ferguson is still manager. Of course. Yeah, they yes. lost there when I was a kid in the FA Cup. City. So yeah, not that these City players were even born, but at the same time, <laughs> yeah, it's been the sixties. That. Yeah, <laughs> <I'd> be a. <laughs> 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 
mean. Look at this guy. Jesus. What about Chelsea boys? Zoltan Seafax. What about Chelsea? Frank Lampard, the new era has begun. And Everton fans are really, really happy all of a sudden. Yeah, but some of them are. They're still not happy with what, he's, what car he's turned up or how he's dressed. Are we talk about Deli Ali or Frank Lampard oh, yeah. now? Del- Deli Ali, just the, the stuff that you see. Um, but yeah, he's got a good squad there. He's just got to get it together. He's got an okay centre forward that'll get you 15, 10 goals a season, not 20. Um, he's got some. He's got some good players. Seamus Coleman, Coleman is a good player. But, you know, Stead pointed out a couple of weeks ago that something doesn't seem right there. So, but they've got a good nucleus of players, though. Uh, he needs to sort them out defensively. I know they, they only conceded one at the weekend, but I'm still not convinced with, with Michael Keane. No disrespect. You, he went for it at the back. Well, you think from what he started with Chelsea, he. he he went pretty gun out at the start, then didn't he? And then they was conceding a load of goals, and then he, he he's obviously worked in defence. He, he's he might he may do that, vice versa this way. Go in and he's sort of defence out, which he probably obviously needs to. So and learnt from his mistakes at Chelsea when he went in a bit gun ho and left the spaces open. So we'll have to wait and see. Well, here's the thing: when he was at Derby, he didn't have much money to spend. So he relied on loan players and the, the, the squad in general, including academy. Then he went to Chelsea. They had the transfer embargo, so he couldn't bring anyone in. So he trusted in youth and it did relatively well. Then the following season, he had a shit ton of money to spend, got sacked. Now at Everton, when you look at their track record of spending money, because they even spent in January, they brought in Milanenko and they brought in Deli Alley. So that's, that's two players they, they spent money they on. They bought Deli Alley. Was he on loan? No, he's on loan. He's no. guaranteed to get the game for and it can be as much as forty million. He's got he's, he's there as a he's there as a free signing, but it can end up being forty. On right. performances and yeah, well, not not even that many appearances. But to, but today, as he plays for Everton today, he's cost them nothing today. Right. See, that's it's a great bit of business that for him. If you know, because there is a player in there somewhere, you just got to you know, you, you just got to get it out of him. We know Van der Beek needs to. Have a shot and have a good have a good chance. I'm pretty sure he'll do well for Everton because you, know, you don't become a bad player overnight. He's grew up at the Ajax Academy, so yeah, expect him to, to be okay. But to bring in two number tens is 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 pretty weird. So because that's what they are, they're, they're two number tens. So I know Van der Beek could probably play a bit low, a bit a bit lower, and probably so could Deli Alley, but. I think Dele Alli's best position is, uh, is is lower, number eight, right midfield, because he's done it for England. When you play number 10, you're already in position, you're already there, and then you're marked and you're facing the wrong way. But if you play from deeper, you're running in and you're arriving on time. That's where he got his MK Don's reputation. That's where he got his England and early Tottenham reputation running through. I think people get mistaken by, by oh, he's good when he gets there, and they just pick him there. And it can ruin careers, and it's semi-ruined his up to this point. I think he's been in the wrong spot. So, what do you guys think? There's happen? no better player to get that out of him. You know, there's yeah. no, no Frank Lampard was one of the True. best at it. True. Well, he, he turned Mason Mount into a decent player, didn't he? Let's be real. Um, but in terms of Everton and their transfer strategy now, do you think they said to Lampard, "Look, we'll give you a certain amount to spend, but we want you to trust the academy"? Because let's be real, they've produced quite a lot of decent youngsters. So 
something is working in the background. Who? Oh, Who's down? Everton. What? Who? Who what? Who what youngsters? Uh, what, was it, wasn't Holgate from their academy? Gordon was from their no. academy? No, Holgate, no? Uh, Holgate was Barnsley. It was Barnsley? Yeah. Okay. Um, not going back to Wayne Rooney, I mean. Anthony Gordon's in the in the in in the setup at the moment, and Dick you know Davis. We've got Davis, I suppose. Davis, yeah, yeah. You you only have to get one or two through for it to be a success, and you know once you play ten ten games in the Premier League, I think you can start saying that it's a it's a really good academy product. But uh, I don't think they'll be relying on much more from Everton's youth to help Frank Lampard. I think it'll be uh, coach them because he's got some good coaches on his staff now. Uh, make what we've got better make our flops from previous recruitment better and we'll also give you a bit to spend to choose your own players but I don't think they'll be relying on their youth setups there I really don't and they've got £40 million player that they can't play as well that's obviously for not been able reasons. to play for other yes that we won't go into <laughs> but for, for, yeah, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> no but that's a big you know £40 million oh. and, and just, you know, it's, it's a big loss isn't it so are they going to throw more money then? Throw money, more money at it in the summer? Well, they're going to a new stadium and that, aren't they? And they're not going to give Frank Lampard um, the opportunity to bring four or five staff, um, choose him ahead of somebody else who they thought they were going to give the job to initially and then not back him where they've backed every single manager in their history. I, I expect him to be told, like any other you know, good, stable football club, um, make your own money, uh, wheel and deal, buy and sell, and we'll also support you too. I'm, I fully expect that from Everton Football Club, and you'll only have to, you know, get an improved bit of form for the crowd for the crowd to go with it. I'm sure he'll be backed. Okay. Yeah, he's got some Steve. players there. To, if he doesn't fancy to get, doesn't fancy, you can get rid of and 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 pull back money that way. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. So, gents, not in Forest. Absolutely battered Leicester, the holders, and it was a first half which they tore them apart. I mean, that, it was just okay. Look, I know Leicester's defending was shambolic to say the least. I think it was probably worse than United's. In all fairness, that being said, you know, Forest was never going to be an easy game for them. We saw how they they beat Arsenal, and it was a fantastic performance against Arsenal. To be fair, I don't think Arsenal even had a shot on goal that that game. Um, but what's going on at Forest? So one minute they're struggling under. Hewton, and next minute there are. I think they've got a good draw in the in the next round. They've got Huddersfield, I think. Have they got Huddersfield? Have they? Yeah, I think they've got Huddersfield. Yeah, yeah. Who? Uh, Forest. Yeah, Huddersfield away. Oh, they're both fancy. Yeah, home. Well, Huddersfield are fancy as well. Did you not watch the uh, the Forest game? Yeah, I did, yeah. But I think Huddersfield will fancy it too, you know, because Huddersfield are going well as well. They've not had the exposure of Forest, um, you know, because they just beat Barnsley, if you like. Barnsley, yeah. You know, Forest aren't, Forest aren't, you know, Forest just been beat off Cardiff last week. So, you know, they they can be beat and Cardiff are are near the bottom of the league. Yes, they've had some good results with Arsenal and, um, but they probably, they probably, Wanted a Premier League side and not a Championship side because that's probably more difficult for him. If you'd have asked them, they'd probably enjoy playing against Arsenal and played against Leicester more because the Championship you don't you don't get a second. It's you know it's fast pace. So 
and probably the Premiership, they've probably more enjoyed a bit more on the ball. So I don't, mm. really, know, I don't really know. I haven't really watched both games with, with Arsenal or the Leicester game, but the, the very good results are getting Premier League sides yes. who, who are in the top six. So Brilliant club as three well. Go- three goals in 10 minutes, man. Three goals in 10 minutes. Brilliant They absolutely club. blitzed them. Brilliant supporters. And obviously we're brought up watching them win the European Cup, um, be in finals, be part of the Hillsborough disaster. Um, you know, incredible fan base. You brought up with all this history of them, and then obviously they've gone to sleep and and, and worse. Um, so they've been picked up by by Steve Cooper and good players, and they've got something going there, really good. Just to make the viewers know that I didn't watch Nottingham Forest growing up. I'm not 52 like Stefan, 39. <laughs> I'm not either. Ever- Everton. I grew up watching winning leagues. 85. <laughs> Stuart McCall, Graham Sharp, Kevin Sheedy. Andy Gray, Kevin Sheedy, yeah. the old Kevin Sheedy on the old big massive bandage. Stez loved the bandage around his ring. Back in the day. <laughs> 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 Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Honestly. <laughs> Forrester, Forrester, um, it's great to see them back on the... You, you're, happy, you're happy seeing... I'm fortunate following Manchester City, so nobody else really offends me other than United. So I like to see everybody, a big club, you know, doing really, really well again. It's great to see Forrest and uh, that atmosphere at five minutes before a kick-off at that game is as good as any. You know what? That's probably the one of the only grounds that I've not been to the big big clubs yeah. I've probably been to every single one but Forest is the one that I've never been to it's a great city yeah. Nottingham as well terrific yeah it's right in the river and the it? Trent in it with the yeah. cricket ground and yeah. yeah and you've got Notts County across the road as well man yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, them. wait for them to come yeah. back into the league too but it's fine. huge part it difficult. English history English football yeah. history huge part I mean okay Ian Birchnell is quite unlucky at the moment I think they're sixth or seventh and you know, it's a very competitive league. I think they aren't Stockport top at the moment. No, when you talk, when people talk about sleeping giants, then you know Forest is definitely one of them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, more European cups than a lot of Premier League clubs. I tell you that for now. Um, yeah. So, what about uh, Brennan Johnson? Brilliant, the young lad up front, quality player. Shira said that he'll probably be a Premier League player. I can't disagree mm. with that. In all fairness. Well, we know his dad. And his dad played for Nottingham Forest. David oh, with, distinct, with distinction, Manchester United youth uh, played for for Berry and played for Ipswich Town. So he's oh, obviously is that, is that is that his son? Is it? Yeah, yeah. Was it? I never knew that. So, so it's in the blood. It's in the genes. Um, I know the kid ever so slightly. Um, he's honest. Um, he's a bit green and naive. He chases everything down. Um, which is wonderful to see. It's not, it's not, that's not an issue or a problem. And he, he's got a lot of talent and he's one of these lads now that you think can play right across the front line, left, middle and right. And um, yeah, yeah he, he'll be a Premier League player for sure. That's some finish though. That is street football at its best. Yeah, composed. I think again, like his dad had a little bit of that and I wouldn't be surprised if his dad has, has um, insisted, you know, that street footballer in him and that was in him too. You know, you can go into academies and you become robotic in terms of the coaching and we play this way. He is, like I said, like I've just said in the previous sentence there in the passage, 
there's a bit of naivety and, and, and green about him, but it, it makes him so endearing. He's chasing absolutely crisp packets in the wind. He's chasing everything down. Uh, he's a little bit random, but uh, massive heart and good skill. All right. Who shall we talk about now? Oh, Boreham Wood. How can we not talk about this? And Kidderminster. Jesus. We'll have to have a little two minutes on that as well. Yeah. All right. We'll do that. We'll do and that. maybe Declan Rice, because I still can't make my mind up. Okay. Okay. Well, there's three things to discuss then. All right. So, Boreham Wood. And Ammonia's um, the 2-0 defeat. We've got to touch on that at the end as well. Go on. Piss off. Not your fares. None at all. None at all, mate. None at all. It was like, actually a good show tonight, to be fair. Um, so, yeah, 37 year old, um, I fucking know, you maybe forgot it. Mark Ricketts scores the winner. This is a guy that was talking about remortgaging his house. And here he is scoring a, an FA Cup winner. And this is this is what the, the cup's about, isn't it? You know, it's, it's incredible. Absolutely brilliant story. Boreham Woods, just around the corner from me as well. Well, they were brilliant. Um, can't can't let them get away with it completely without saying that Bournemouth were hopeless. Um, they were everything you don't want from your team. Uh, to be fair to Scott Parker, he fronted it up. We were soft, we were slow, we were passive, and we didn't um, allow it to be a cup tie. We just basically testimonial football and 11 men against 11 other men. If you're going to behave like that, more often than not, you'll uh, you'll get chinned. I think you're, you're right. always going to. I think you're always going to see it in the FA Cup. You're always going to get a team that's going to come to a, to ground. I don't fancy this today, and they're not. If you're not up for it, and the other team are bang up for it, and they just turn you over. If you know, it doesn't matter how good you are, what league you are. If you're not up for it, and the other team are honest, got a good game plan, and a bit lucky on the day, yeah, you've got no chance. So Still, we, see right. every, we see it every year. I thought it was the biggest advert for vanity from a young goalkeeper who's just joined the club, who's been playing, uh, or not playing, but has been believing that you play football out from the back. And Boreham Wood pushed four and five people on to Bournemouth to the edge of their 18-yard box. And you've not thought about a plan B of, I'll just chip this over them all and put it into a striker's chest. I'll hit me right winger. I'll hit it full length of the field and make them run back 90 yards back into their own half, but continue to want to pass the ball around his 18-yard box with five Boreham Wood players there. He's, they all smelt blood, um, smelt the danger. They pushed right on and locked right onto Bournemouth and basically put the frighteners on Bournemouth in the first five or ten minutes and Bournemouth never recovered. Just a question uh, with regards to Bournemouth here. I mean, look, you've got a championship club and you've got a non-league club, so you're thinking the levels of fitness will be much more... Well, yeah, much more <laughs> from the championship club. How do they go 90 minutes without scoring a goal? I know that they had like 18 shots on goal or something along those lines. What, what are the statistics? 18? Was it 18 shots on goal and like two on target? I mean, for crying out loud, you, you, you're expecting a championship club to really put them to the sword, but it was nothing like that, was it? Well, they've only got one recognised goal scorer and he didn't come on till late in the second half, which is Solanke. And mm. normally, Philip Billing is, 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 is the one nearest to him. He was sub two. So, they played Jamal Lowe, who played for Wigan Athletic on the wing. Bit of a sub. Swansea on the wing. Bit of a sub. And he's playing centre-forward for Bournemouth. I think you've probably got your answer there, Stan. Mm. OK, fair enough. Fair enough. Rod, you wanted to talk about Kidderminster? 
No, I watched that game. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought they were you, they were so unlucky, you know, to lose a goal uh, on the. Oh, he's frozen. Pretty nice little pose there, to be honest. Could screenshot it, Steve. What do you reckon? Keep him frozen, mate. Yeah, screenshot it. That's lovely. Yeah, don't tell him. Let him keep talking to himself. <laughs> when he comes, I can't just say, yeah, yeah, great, great, great comment there, Rod. Thank you. Thank you for your, your input. Back on without him, mate. He's better when he's quiet. <laughs> I'll tell you what, he's been having some digs tonight. I'll tell you, I fucking know. Well, I've just seen it. He wasn't ready for your question either. He's messing around <laughs> on that Tinder. I can see. <laughs> Grinder, Tinder, Keeps wiping, Rod. Keeps wiping. Jesus. <laughs> fucking hell. Um, what other games? Yeah, Norwich, Norwich beat Wolves. What no, do you think stay, do for their confidence? Yeah? Stay, on the West, stay on the West Ham, mate. Stay on the West Ham to come back. Yeah, come on. Let's talk about that one. Now. I, to be fair, I didn't watch that game. I didn't. I I switched off. I know that West Ham left it late. Last minute of normal time, last minute of extra time. And that was a classic case of um, you just knew that the big Premier League club, who, were, who have been brilliant now for two years at least, you just knew they were going to do it both times. Well, I certainly did. And the people I was watching the game with like, no, they'll, they'll still do it. Don't matter, don't matter how little is left on the clock. West Ham will equalise it. A bit like Man United of old. Very true. You mentioned Declan Rice earlier. Yeah. What are you going to say? Um, I think he's unique. I think there's so much to like. Um, I don't think anybody strips like him as a centre midfield player other than Rodri of Manchester City. Um, he seems to be getting bigger. He's, he's, his backside, his shoulders, his quads, hamstrings, hips. He's, he's stacking up, making him really, really formidable opponent. Um, and I recognise now that he's a he's a really good player, and I think it's because he's unique. But what I, my own opinion of him is, I don't think he's got any vision. But whereas one man's pe uh, one man's meat is another man's poison, etc. Because he hasn't got any vision still, and he can't see the strikers' runs, and he can't see the the, the, the gaps and the grass and the, and the spaces to play passes. I don't think he can see them, and I think at the last minute he gets closed down, and he drives with the ball, and you don't see that anymore. So the fact that he's doing that, it's making him unique again. So you've got this really powerful boy driving through gaps. I actually think it's because he can't see a pass. But what he is doing, he's changing the dynamic of the game superbly. So I actually love him for that because nobody does that enough in, in football anymore. Everybody wants to pass it sideways and back. So I respect him for it. But I actually think it's because he's got no vision. Which uh, footballer in the past does he remind you of? Ooh, I'd have to, well, not Glenn Oddle, that's for sure. Um, Lothar Mateus. Oh, more like John O'Shea when he played in midfield. <laughs> no, I'm being, being serious. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. He scored, he scored important goals for United. Uh, Declan Rice, there was a debate for a while, would he be, is he a defender, is he not? He's certainly got a d defender's profile, shape. Um, he's, a, he's a better player than John O'Shea, I have to say. But mm. I just don't think he can... He can see see many pitches. I don't think he's got many pitches. So what he does, he just drives, and he's so fit and powerful and in control of the ball. It's really useful. Welcome back, Rod. All right. Yeah. Well, what happened to you? I don't know. It just cut me off. They won't even let me back in. But we're in. 
You were talking about West Ham Kidderminster. Yeah, like I said, that they, they scored the ninety first minute and then you know, I think it was like the hundred and twentieth minute. Did so, you know did you feel it and no? Did you did you knew they were coming West No, Ham? no. You you think with a minute left oh. the, the, the the ball's down at their end, you think oh, that's game over and you know it, he makes a great run, um, Declan Rice, and yeah, it's just a uh, great finish. But yeah, I kind of agree with Stez a little bit, but I kind of disagree. I think he he has got a little bit of vision, but you know, I think that could be coached into him. But you know, when he drives forward, it's like oh, a right. like when Yari Artori used to drive forward. He gets off your feet. Everyone's ooh, not as not as dynamic and as quick as him, but just as powerful. So he's like a barracuda in a fish tank. It's like you just mm. spot him straight away. He just and he just takes off and drives really strong, and it's really, really, really powerful and and in control. But I, I can't give him full. I just think it's because he can't see a pass. Mm, I, I think around better players, and I think and he's still what twenty two. Oh, he's good and useful. I make no mistake. And, and, and you look and you look at him now, and he's. Tall, big, powerful. Yeah. Lots so, of light, mate. I agree. Mm. So if, if you imagine if you, you know that's that's a must. That's an absolute must. He should be like top of the list. No one, no one, no one else. He should be at Manchester United next year. That should be number go? one on the list. Remind you, Fernandinho. He doesn't want to go. He doesn't want to go. City will need another. Yeah, if he went to City, then it's sort of what's Gertens. But then, if, if you, you, the only thing that is, then they're not getting Ireland, are they? Because that's you're talking two hundred and fifty million. So can we've they spend not, that in a year? We've not spent we've not spent too much in the summer or the January. Maybe we're saving. Maybe we're saving. Understand that, but it's a, it's a lot of money to fork out in one year, and it two hundred and six, two hundred and fifty million. I've just okay. never seen it before. It would probably could happen if anyone can do it. City could do it. Yeah. But you know, imagine if they got them two players, and it's just caught all, all more or less over the curtains for the next five ten years because he's English. You know, it's just uh, yeah. But he, he should from, be top top of the list. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Chelsea. Did he go yeah. from Chelsea's academy? Yeah, yeah. Okay. As soon as okay. he said that stuff about playing at Old Trafford, but yeah, but you know. Playing there and playing for Manchester United is a different question altogether. Yeah, different, so. different levels of expectation, I guess. But hey. Yeah, but you know, if you love playing somewhere, why don't you? Why don't you want to play every week? Yeah, true. Was it? True. Was it Republic of Ireland International for about twenty-four hours as well? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I actually, I actually did something with Paddy Power on Declan Rice. <laughs> he could change his mind, in, but he's proven no, that. No, no, but the loyalty, the loyalty thing—they they had me with a. a an island shirt on, and then they took the island shirt on and put uh, yeah. like loyalty, you know, little thing to the camera. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> it was straight after me advert, and, I was st- and they were oh, can we? Do-? And I was doing some coaching in uh, where was I doing? It was Lee Sports Village, and they had someone fly over on the night, come straight to the Lee Village. I did it in Lee Sports Village in the changing room. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, Jesus. he took the island shirt off and put the in and then made some <laughs> comment about Declan Rice. Yeah, oh, it's out there it. somewhere. Right. I just have to find it. Yeah, YouTube is a source of everything, I guess. Yeah, it's out there somewhere. 
Um, Luton are playing Chelsea in the next round. And I was talking to a friend the other day about back in the day, Kenilworth Road, when they had the uh, the plastic pitch. Mm. You know? Can you imagine if they had a plastic pitch now? I've got a story about uh, Kenilworth Road. Um, when I must have been about... Hmm, I must have been about 10, 11. And we've gone to watch uh, an England school boys game with my father, our kid, and me. Um, never forget it. My dad had a blue fiesta. So we've gone to Wembley. They were playing Brazil. I think they're playing Brazil. Um, anyway, we're driving home and the car breaks down, comes off at a junction and it break, breaks down in the roundabout. Taxi driver, Asian bloke pulls over. Uh, anyway, basically starts talking to him. Dad, anyway, takes us to a house and we stay there. So, um, and it was overlooking Kennel, Kenilworth Road when it has the plastic pitch. So this would have been in what? If I was 10, it would have been 1987, 1988. Uh, so we got up in the morning and obviously get try and get the car fixed. He said, I've got, I've got an uncle who's got his own garage. So I took the car to the garage and then he's obviously got it fixed. And Dad said, can I take it for a test drive? So he took, took it round the block. And we're waiting at, the, waiting at the end of the street. And he's come round the block. He's come round the other way. He's opened the door. He's gone, quick, get in, get in. He jumped in. <laughs> drove off. <laughs> he drove off. So I'm thinking, why Why have you just drove off there? He says, oh, no, we had to, you know, I didn't want it to break down because, you know, if it, it needs to keep it running. So all right. He didn't, didn't pay him. Just got off. <laughs> just got off and didn't pay him. He didn't have enough. He said, "If I paid him, I wouldn't have had money for petrol, so I couldn't pay him." So he just drove off. So yeah, he tells oh, God, that story. They're not watching. Oh, oh, yeah, they're not t- watching. Tells that story today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're not watching or listening. Uh, He's I like, got... "Come on, good game, like what?" Outside the garage, like gay game. How, how much do you think it would have cost this blue? F- oh, it, was, it must have been about 15, 18 quid. Back in them days, but he said he only had a tenner and that pet was for petrol. So, yeah. Still, you're going to get a load of invoices tomorrow from every garage. <laughs> I'm forwarding it over to him, mate. Don't worry. As you know, I said it's a Paddy Powers HQ. They've got enough money to pay him. No, I'll never forget, never forget the house. He was obviously, the house was known was in it, but he obviously let us stay in it. And it was one of them bedrooms where there was old, you know, the, the, the fireplaces in the bedrooms. Well, the gas, gas ones, fires yeah. in all the pe- in all the bedrooms. So, but turn, I never forget when you open the window. The when you open the window, it was overlooking Kenilworth Road. So did you see a ball bouncing the whole time? Because that plastic. <laughs> <pitch> was... <laughs> no, it was, by that time it was a Saturday night. It was like about what 10, 11 o'clock at night. So, but yeah, I never that's, forget that, that. That's some that's some football stadium though, isn't it? It's still got the massive clock in the corner. Oh, it's brilliant! Mm. Brilliant. Yeah, it's an old one, isn't it? It's a brilliant little ground. It's not unfair to call it a little ground, but it's brilliant. Chelsea ain't going to like it, are they? <laughs> no. That'd be no. brilliant. That'd be brilliant, that. You, them grounds like that have got so much well. history and they're great. So in terms of like old school stadiums that are still around, what do you think is the, the best one? In terms of atmosphere and just being... I think oh, for Portsmouth me, for the old stadiums, there, the, the, the best stadium I've ever been to is the San Siro. I don't know how old that is, but... Yeah, it's, it's yeah. a great stadium. Yeah, but did in England, 
English Declan, one. At Declan English Rice. One. Gary Neville asked Declan Rice and he said Goodison. Goodison. I've been to Goodison and you... you, you yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, it's um, there's in your way. It's like the old ivory one. No, I think you're watching means, it, and there's posts in your way. I think he means it's yeah. playing. All right, playing. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, yeah. That hybrid has always been a good pitch, though, hasn't it? Always been a good pitch in the last twenty years. Since they've had good pitches, it was up there with Highbury. It was always a good pitch. But uh, grounds, best ground I've been to, old ground. Full Fulham one. Fulham's a good one. Is that old though? Yeah. Craven Cottage, right by the river. Yeah, no, I, I think for me, Portsmouth has to be the most, the dingiest away ground I've ever been to. Fucking hell, even the turnstiles were just. They, they were decrepit, honestly. If they, if they were bones, they'd have osteoporosis, honestly. Oh, still still something special about that type of type of feel. Though. Oh, yeah. Don't oh, don't get me wrong. I, I love it. absolutely love it. When, when I see an old stadium, it's, uh, you know. But, but then you go to like Middlesbrough and Derby and they're, they're exactly the same stadiums. Identikit. It's the same kind of, and the stadium of light. It's similar sort of Yeah, design, Derby, you know? Derby, Stoke, Middlesbrough, Sunderland. All the Wigan. same, yeah. Wigan, yeah. All yeah. the same. That Tottenham one's a really good one, isn't it? Tottenham, if it's a new stadium. Yeah. Uh, it's very nice inside. I've never been to an uh, actual game. I've been inside. And the, we touched on Everton as well. How many teams who get a new ground spend a lot of money? They're always saving money because they spent all the money on the ground. So once they get in the new ground, Tottenham are ever going to have aren't going to have a lot of money to spend. I've, I've thought of another ground, lads. Go on. Only Bates what up. I think it. Yeah, no. What I think it too, but I've, I know everybody else says the same about your question, Stel. An, an old historic ground that's still doing still doing its stuff today. Queens Park Rangers. Oh yes. Dead close yes. to the pitch. Good supporters. Uh, fans right on top of you, dead enclosed, just the same as when you went 10 years ago, just the same as you went 20 years ago. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with QPR. Sellers Park's like that as well. That's not been upgraded either for years, have it? Yeah, mm, true. Yeah, God, I remember when Wimbledon were playing there. Fucking hell, it's horrible that place. It's in the middle, <clears throat> it's right in the other end of London. It's horrible to get to, horrible place yeah. to get to. I mean, Upton Park was horrible to get to. That was fucking. That was a mission. Well, when Literally. I lived there at London, when I lived there, I had my car removed, but not not clamped or prosecuted. Just removed and moved up the street. Yeah, bizarre, <laughs> bizarre. I've come back from the car, and it was a company car. It was when I was working in London at the time. I parked literally right on the other side of Upton Park where the shops were. And they'd moved, come back and says, Where's my car? The guy goes, Oh, they moved it. Moved it where? And he went, right, Go around there, down there. And they just moved it. No ticket, no nothing, just moved it. Yeah. What well, was weird. it residential or was it just I don't know. in, I don't in know. the way? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But I was happy. I had no bill. You sure you weren't pissed? And you moved no, I'd just finished work. I'd, I'd finished work because I was a state agent. So I'd, fin I'd be finished work at seven o'clock and, and I'd rush from 
from Tower Hill, where I worked at Wapping, to get to Upton Park, 45 minutes, half an hour. So it's rushing, parked around. Oh, this will do. Straight in the in the ground, come back. My car wasn't there. They'd moved it. <laughs> I'm panicking, yeah. ring, ringing the work, ringing the police, and, and then some guy come out and said, no, they moved it around there and somewhere they moved it. Yeah, I think a lot of the a lot of the London stadiums are very difficult to to get to. Pretty sure right they wouldn't the do that to, in today. Oh fuck no! You wouldn't be able to even go down that road. <laughs> no. I'm pretty sure they here. wouldn't move my car for me today. Pretty sure I'd be gone. Oh, I'd be getting I'm a five hundred pound bill. The thing is, that one of my mates she lives not too far from from Tottenham Stadium, and she goes uh, the day after the Brighton game. She went for a walk in the morning, and every car on her road had a fucking parking ticket. Every single one of them. Because you can't park there on match days, but people were parking there, whatever. Mm. Either they didn't have permits or whatever. Yeah, they could do that at, at City, United, any match day if they wanted to, because people mm. just park wherever they want. Yeah. It's, it's... I, <laughs> I'll tell you a funny story. Oh, it's not really funny, but it's thinking back on it is. Um, where next to where, well, in fact, where the dog and partridge used to be, Rod. Yeah, the pub. Yeah. Next to the yeah. Weatherspoons, they've made it into a car park, haven't they? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And when we used to go to United, we knew a guy that got fake passes for the for that car park because he had to pay like 50 quid a year or some shit. Yeah. And uh, we got this this pass for the guy. We used to park it in there. And uh, one day, the guy just wasn't there. It turns out that he got done because whoever was running the company clocked. <laughs> okay, now. So we, we lost our passes. Unfortunately, they're not real. That was oh, a nice well. little parking spot there as well. I used to park there back on the other side of the road. Well, where? Well, well, when you go yeah. down the road and the, well, round the corner from the yeah, no, on the on the opposite, just a little, a little, little island. Ah, oh, the yeah, 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 yeah. On the other side. I know. I know. See, parking stories, lovely. Gotta yeah. love it. And you go to Wembley, you have to pay like 30 quid to park. Yeah, we, we always have problems. Weeks. Never had problems parking at City. There's always spaces, So, but United, we're always struggling. I don't think you've got any problems you two going to Wembley either. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this guy. Wembley's my second home. <laughs> I'll be the judge of those car parkings at Wembley if you don't mind. <laughs> So we, we, yeah, but I, I know I won't be leaving early. <laughs> oh, knew me neither. <laughs> My cousin used to live around the corner oh. from Wembley Stadium. My cousin used to live around the corner from Wembley Stadium. I remember one time England were playing Uruguay in a friendly. This was, was this before Euro 92? I think it was before Euro 92. And I've gone to visit him, obviously with my parents. And um, fucking his mum's window was fucking smashed. I said, see, what happened? He goes, oh, some England fans just threw a brick through it. I'm like, why? He goes, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He just threw a brick through the fucking window. <laughs> Random. I used, to, I used to really, really love going to Wembley back in the day. It was a proper day out. You know, it was proper. But, yeah. I turned down to go to Wembley in the Champions League final. Just couldn't be asked. Just not the same. Wembley was better before it was redone. That's my opinion. Anyway. Yeah, 100%. You and even the FA Cup could, final you could, day. You could sneak in, you see people climbing up the walls, pulling them up. 
all kinds of fun going on outside there. And mm. it, was, it was just a better layout. Now it's all, yeah. You Wembley remember the FA Cup yeah. final day on, on the BBC, but they spent the whole day, the build-up. That was immense. It's even when you got to the ground, though, mate. You got to the ground, there's, there's things happening, and you're milling about, you see your mates. You can't do any of that business now. It's just all... Mm. Yeah, it's... I like it. Was, it. Was, it was always a good day. What? I Over like there. it. Yeah. What, the new stadium? Yeah. New Wembley? Of course. No, I don't like it. No. You need to, you've been, when you've been at Wembley so many times over the years, you get sick of it. Steads will get used to it. Trying. <laughs> Enjoying trying. Yeah, but the thing is, what, what, what's your best... Whether, it's, whether it's watching United or if it's watching England with my dad. What's your best Wembley moment, though? Because surely, you know, Nicky Weaver... Yeah, 19. That was the old Wembley. Yeah, 99. Yeah. Well, that's got to be a favourite one, though. That was my Rodri was on that. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's nineteen ninety nine. That yeah, yeah, that's when I was. We, we, uh, they stayed near me. They stayed in Surrey Keys on the over the other side of the water with Tommy. Yeah, but uh, no, but city of city have dominated, haven't they? Recently, and enjoy enjoy playing there, and have had good success there. So, yeah, yeah. Best Wembley moment? I don't know. Yeah, there's been. Couldn't think. Probably, probably Cantona's goal. Cantona, yeah, no, but I didn't really. It wasn't really a good what game. What about Hughes equaliser against Oldham? I probably, prob- no, probably Chelsea. Chelsea. Probably Chelsea. 4-0, drubbing at Chelsea. Yeah. That was a good oh, day. Oh, 4-0, 4-0, yeah. 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 Two, two penalties from Eric, yeah. Yeah. Um, was it... Orleans, was it? McClare. In the rain. Yeah, McClare squared it, squared yeah. it in, didn't he? Pissed down, yeah. yeah. Which was which was rare, because on an FA Cup, it was always sunny, and very rarely rained on, on FA Cup day. It was always... You know, what about, what about the... Okay, I know... I know it didn't win, but the, the free all against Palace was probably one of their best finals yeah. I've seen anyway. Incredible. When Ian Wright came off the bench, scored twice. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I, I, I was 1990, though, wasn't it? Yeah. I didn't go to that one. I was there when was Norman Whiteside scored against Everton in 1985, wasn't it? Well, that's the, oh. fir- that's the first game I remember, their first FA Cup, I remember watching. Brilliant. At 85, yeah. I remember that. No. I remember where yeah. I was, was sat in the living room. Curtain shut, so the sun's not coming in. Dark, yeah, I remember it vividly. Brilliant. I think my, if I remember my, rightly, my first FA Cup final was '87 with, with Keith Houchins header for Coventry. That's Tottenham Coventry, brilliant. To be fair, '99 was a good one as well. So all oh, that year was good. So yeah, there's, there's been a few. So what? Okay, so your favourite cup final? Under, under, under fifteens, watching our kids, England schoolboys, some good games there as well. I remember going times. to watching. I remember going to watch England, England against Chile, and a certain Marcelo Salas scoring twise. Mm. Oh, yeah. player yeah. he was. He was yeah. a player. Jesus, yeah. Oh look, we've gone all nostalgic, boring people, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. is there well, anything we else haven't got, like we to haven't got enough time? Ammonia, we've got time. No. <laughs> well, what do you want to talk? What do you want to talk about? Epoel's Epoel's uh, result yesterday. That was a good one. Looking strong oh, well, coming yeah. to the end of the season. You want, to, you want to talk about them? Big players gone all, from you Ammonia. Want to talk about them. What big know, players gone? Not, no, there's people injured, they're missing. Yeah, Yordi's out for the season. Yordi's yeah, done his ACL in training. Big influence, yeah. not good. Well, it's sad because I don't know if he's going to get a new contract now. His contract's out up in the summer. But um, hopefully he'll get a coaching role there. Right 
Anyway. How old is he? Is he, how old is he? 36. 36 yeah, is, he, yeah. is he a fit 36 or is he a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. So should be, Definitely. Should be. These days, Definitely. fit and eat well, especially the, the old sea air as well, son. Always else. Well, I, I messaged him on, on Saturday to see how he was doing because I, I didn't find out about the injury for anyone through the press. They were saying, oh, he's done his ACL. So I messaged him as like, is it true? He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, but... um. He goes, fortunately, that's my first in- first injury. I'm like, fucking hell, like, that's his first injury. Like, serious injury, obviously. Um, so, yeah, I feel sorry for him because, as I said, he's, his contract's up in the summer. He's been a fucking great player for us. Um, but I hope he gets, like, a coaching role because um, a lot of the younger players have, have looked up to him and, and one of them has actually made the move to sport in Kansas. You know, he got his, his one and a half million pound move. That's massive for, for Cypress. But anyway, I digress. But anyway... Boys. Yeah, the poor result, but no, I'm lucky today. Great chat, lads. Now you will, you will go on about Wales on Saturday. You know. Well, yeah, because you're poor the champion. judgment that. Well, you know these things. Happen. A long way to oh. go. We've still got five games Come. to go, four games to go, and we're still currently triple crown champions. And like I said to you on the text message, women's Wales team would beat Cyprus men's team. No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. No, they, would. they wouldn't. A lot of Stavros is running down the line. But there's a few Georges and a few Andys and a few Nicks as well, yeah? <laughs> right, that's it for another episode. We'll be back hopefully the week after next. I might do one next week if, if I can be asked because I'm in Cyprus next week. I'm going to see my people. I've got my anti-Rodri Giggs posters and everything. All those Paddy Powers. All those, all those, all those Paddy Power like, images, I've photoshopped them and I've put like in Greek, you know, this guy is a menace to society. Yeah. <laughs> Bye.